Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, breaking down the New Orleans Saints, their new quarterback situation now that Hall of Famer Drew Brees has retired. We'll break it all down. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code PFF to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia, call 888-532-3500. All right, Sam, let's start by saying goodbye to Drew Brees. He announces his retirement 15 years to the day that he signed with the Saints. Some nice little symmetry there. And Brees officially retired the future first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, walks away at the right time, I think, to be fair to him. You, you could make the case that the right time was a year ago. But I think he he had a decent case to give it one last go around. Uh, let's see what we can do. He was still playing reasonably well, even if his arm was a concern towards the end of last season. But, you know... Give it one last shot. We were the Saints were set up to have an amazing run. They didn't quite make it, and this year was the year where his arm really fell off and became like a legitimate problem. Um, and his grades tumbled because of it. But they tumbled from a spot of being the best graded quarterback we'd seen over that 15 year period. Um, so yeah, a truly incredible career. Made even more remarkable when you consider that he was like the the runner up prize in that free agent period. And this is a great cautionary tale for heading into this free agency, right? Drew Brees was the guy who couldn't get medically cleared from the Dolphins. They didn't want to take a risk on a guy with a questionable shoulder. Um, Instead, elected to take a guy or take a risk on a guy with a questionable knee in Dante Culpepper. And Culpepper was never the same guy again. Drew Brees bounced back to be better than he ever was in in San Diego and become one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it. Yeah, Breeze was really incredible. We broke down his legacy or parts of it after the playoff loss back on episode 28 of The Daily. So you can go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But Drew Breeze, as we said, future Hall of Famer. I think maybe a little disappointing that the Saints, uh, you know, stacking their roster over the last four years didn't lead to another championship. But I'm glad he got his ring back in 2009. And again, from just a passing proficiency standpoint, Breeze, his decision-making, the way he so quickly worked through his progressions, always knew where to go with the ball, his accuracy, so much of what he did was, you know, best of all time type of stuff. Um, and I think he lands, you know, in that top top 10 conversation as far as quarterbacks of all time. So a little send-off to Drew Brees. And now we turn our attention to the Saints, the salary cap magicians. Is the cap real? We covered that a couple episodes ago as well. But the Saints are doing all sorts of fun stuff with Taysom Hill's contract. And by all accounts, they want to bring Jameis back in free agency. What are your thoughts on what the Saints are going to do and what their quarterback situation now looks like now post-Breeze? Yeah, Taysom Hill signs a a four-year, $140 million contract extension that is essentially... So many air quotes. That is essentially an entire fabrication of everybody's imagination. This is... A salary cap device. This is, you know, you go to pff.com, you'll find an article by Brad Spielberger that breaks down the typical um, usual tricks of maneuvering and manipulating the salary cap. This is one of them. They basically ran out of years in Taysom Hill's contract. He's heading into the last one, but they needed to move his 
in order to actually save cap space, they needed to prorate his bonus over more years. So you add a bunch of fake, voidable, in air quotes, contract years, and you can spread that bonus out into those years, even though he's never actually going to see them. So the four years, $140 million number is like a masterful troll job by Sean Payton, who continues to just keep poking the rest of the league and all the media and all the fans in the ribs with this Taysom Hill thing for reasons only he seems to understand. I just don't understand it ever. What is his deal with Taysom Hill? <laughs> as soon as I saw it was $140 million, I and you said troll job, I was thinking, man... Uh, is that Steve Young's career salary? Like, I, are they, you know, is he doubling down on this whole he's a he's Steve Young of the future and all that stuff? So um, it wasn't. But um, I, I was interested to see where that was going. Look, I, I think they like Taysom to a point. But the fact that they want to bring Jameis in, you know, what does this situation look like? And, and is Jameis going to sign for pennies on the dollar like he kind of had to last year in a backup role? Or does Jameis need to make? 10 million, right? Taysom's cap number right now is 8.4 million. So is Jameis going to say, you know, give me 8.5, give me nine. Is he going to sign a Cam Newton like deal, which was five with incentives, which is essentially a backup type of deal. And, and can, can Tamus, Tamus survive together? What's the plan with these two guys? It it does sound like they want to give the keys to Jameis Winston with Taysom still being, the, the do-it-all uh, gimmick player. And the Saints are still juggling. Like, they're still making all these moves to get under the cap. Like, they were so far ahead of it or above it over the cap when this whole thing started. They've been working consistently over the last week to try and get under that number. They're still, they still have work to do. They've gotten almost all the way there. They'll get the rest of the way there with some restructures from guys already on the roster and potential long-term extensions that might lower the 2021 cap number from some of these guys but they do still need to do work in order to get these quarterbacks on the roster and go forward but you know the idea that that Taysom Hill is your is the future after Drew Brees I think is vaguely depressing if you're a New Orleans Saints fan the idea that Jameis is the successor is interesting but I'm not sure it's that much more appealing I think really what you're left with is You've gone from, you know, it's never easy to move on from a legend. You've gone from one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Replacing that is never easy, right? A few teams have lucked into being able to do it pretty well in recent years. The, the Colts went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. The Packers went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Teams have been able to do it, but it's generally not easy and generally pretty bumpy. But the two guys they have are maddeningly, madden in Jesus. Very, I know what you meant. Uh, very uh, interesting for completely different reasons. Taysom Hill, there's a crazy offense in there somewhere. I just have no idea why they're so intent on running it. And uh, Jameis Winston, you have this idea of can Sean Payton fix the turnover-worthy play problem? Yeah, let's dive into that because I want to. Uh, here's the, the question I pose somewhat rhetorically: Is what do you do if you have Jameis as your starter? Here's a guy. Here's a guy that has had more than 5% turnover-worthy play rate in three out of his five years as a starter. And in his limited time last year, he had one in his 12 attempts uh, at, with the Saints. So over five is really bad. Go check out Premium Stats 2.0, part of PFF Elite. We got turnover-worthy play percentage in there. 
after everybody was begging us for us to, uh, begging for us to include it and you see that Jameis had 40 his last year as a total 5.4%. Those numbers are massive. But at the same time we're talking about a guy who has a career yards per attempt figure of 7.8. Now, 7.8 is a really good number. That that is an offense that is creating yardage in chunks. So that's the give and take of having a Jameis Winston. So if you are Sean Payton, uh, 7.8, I mean Drew Brees was throwing the ball 6 yards down the field per play. over the last couple years so even when he was completing them it was like all right drew you got to just make good decision after good decision for uh 10 plays 15 plays at a time do you tap into what Jameis is capable of doing and saying look some of those seam shots that drew Brees couldn't necessarily make last year some of those downfield throws that that breeze just couldn't make Jameis is going to make them and we're just going to go all in on this volatile style, whether it's with Michael Thomas. I mean, that's the other thing, too. They have to reshape their wide receiver core as well with Emmanuel Sanders released, with Jared Cook, a free agent, and re- released and now a free agent. So um, that's just as much a question because I think if the Saints build a passing attack similar to what the Bucks had with some really good receivers, which is tough to do, by the way, right now with no cap mm. space and you'd have to hit on a few draft picks, they might have the pieces to say, hey, Jameis, go get them. And then Taysom just becomes the chase of change of pace guy as he's been. Yeah, the the fact that his turnover worthy play number was so high in that Bruce Arians year is is almost like a red herring to the problem. Forty turnover worthy plays that year is insane. It's monstrous. It's the same number that everybody has in that first year with Bruce Arians. If you're not Tom Brady, but in terms of a percentage, it isn't actually that much higher than his baseline for his career. It's basically where he normally is, a slight uptick, 5%. So he's always been f- ridiculously turnover-worthy p- play prone to the point where it validates those numbers you talked about. The fact that he's incredibly high in terms of uh, positively graded play rate, that he actually is incredibly productive, but there's always too many turnovers. They just offset it. He doesn't move the ball far enough between turnover plays. But I think Peyton can cut that down. Like, it shouldn't be that hard to cut down on the amount of those mistakes he makes, and you don't have to move the needle that much for him to suddenly become a very good quarterback, which is the intriguing thing to me. All right, so ultimately, I think they go Jameis as the starter, try to get him on the... Maybe it ends up being a one-year deal. Jameis is the starter, Taysom is the backup, full Tameis. What are you expecting, Sam? Are they going Jameis and Tameis? And Taysom. Yeah, I think probably that, right? I just can't see them starting Taysom Hill for a full season. All right, we'll find out as free agent and free agency unfolds this week. Let us know. What do you think the Saints should do at quarterback? And uh, good luck to Drew Brees in retirement. It's PFF NFL Daily. Mm-hmm.